Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to Couple of Flicks. So, I'm Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. So today is a list episode, and we are going to list off our top five films individually that everyone hates, but we love. So now, do either of you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll go first this time. So. <clears throat> so my number five pick is a movie called Graveyard Shift, uh, which is based on a Stephen King story um, about uh, rats in a, sort of a windmill. Like there's a sort of a, a rat infestation inside of a windmill uh, building. And it pretty much it's it's about people trying to exterminate the rats and it's a horror movie um for some reason i a lot of people really hate it um i i think i can understand why because it's kind of a cheesy sort of b movie you know but i actually i really like the atmosphere in it and i actually thought some parts of it were like kind of creepy um so i i, I don't know have either of you seen it or no Part of it, I haven't seen it though. Okay, they used to it used to play, I think, on like USA or one of those channels, and so I've seen it like a few times. And I don't know for some reason, like that's a movie that I really enjoy, but I know that that's considered a bad bad movie. Like I often see it on like lists of worst films and stuff. So I haven't even heard of it. Uh, yeah, Graveyard Shift. It's got a pretty cool poster, actually. I actually know it's Stephen King one. I think I have heard of it. Yeah. You might have. Yeah, I have heard of it. Stephen King, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't make that many good movies, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, but like I, w- but I wouldn't even consider like one of the one of the one of the bad ones. You know, like it's not as bad as like, for example, um, uh, whatever that one was at the end where those those meatball things were flying in the air. Um, <laughs> I don't remember Gosh. the name of it, but yeah. like. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the CGI just kills that movie, whatever it is. Um, the the Langoliers, that one. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was taking me a minute. But was Dreamcatch was any good? Um, I heard it was bad. I didn't. <laughs> I I didn't really like Dreamcatcher. I mean, there were like some, there were some cool like makeup moments, and some decent gore, but. I don't know. Like, it kind of just felt like, um, I don't know. It just felt very familiar, you know? Like, it felt like sort of like a retread of familiar sort of material that Stephen King has kind of done before, you know? Like, there's aspects of it that remind me of, like, it. And there's aspects of it that remind me of, like, um, like the thing. And I don't know. I, I for some reason, just Dreamcatcher, it, it was hard to get into for me. I, I wasn't crazy about it. But. Never saw it. Yeah. All right. Good cast. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's in it. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he plays the villain actually. Um. Okay, my number five is uh, Jumper. 
Do you guys know that one? I don't think I, I saw it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it's with Hayden Christensen. Oh, okay. It's like a sci-fi kind of movie uh, where there's these, I don't know, I guess race. I don't know if it's a race, but there's these people that have special powers to teleport. They have teleporting powers, basically. Okay. So what basically happens is, like, he's a kid. He find he's has a crush on this girl. Some bullies chuck, like, this present he got for her out on the ice. And he going to get it. He busts through the ice, almost dies. But then, like, he's a nerd. He likes books and shit. But as he's drowning, he, like, just fucking teleports right into the library. Like, his favorite library. And, like, just water just gushes through the library and destroys it. And that's how he first learns how to, you know, jump. Nice. And, then in, and then it, like, flashes, you know, whatever, ten years later as Hayden Christensen as a young adult. Well, before that, it shows him as a kid casing um, a bank. And then he jumps into the bank vault, steals all the money. And, like, it shows him as a kid, like, just jumping back into his room and just a pile of cash just explodes in his room. And then, like, yeah, the movie just takes place, you know, ten years later. He's an adult living in this fucking penthouse in... New York that he clearly had bought or, you know, got all it by stealing or using his powers, clearly, because he's like, just like he would just jump like across the room, like, like he had like an island in his, uh, his kitchen. He would just jump across the island to get like a cup of coffee. <laughs> he would like jump to the, you know, the coffee machine port and then like jump around his house just doing everything. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> A, I like teleporting. That'd be like my favorite, like my superpower that I would choose. And like X-Men, Nightcrawler's my favorite. Mm. So like I just loved the teleporting superpowers. And then, but event, like the whole movie is basically a uh, there's, it's it's an ancient order of these teleporters that have been hunted down for millennia by these Templars, is what they're called, and it's uh, Samuel Jackson. He's oh. he's the main bad guy in it, and like they have these special weapons that <clears throat> can open because when you they jump, there's a little rift. So like, uh, if there's another in throughout throughout it, he meets another teleporter guy, and they're uh, and. You can jump through other people's rifts because they last a little bit. So, you know, he's, like, following him through rifts and shit. And But anyway, the bad guys, like, have these powers to, like... Or these machines that just hold the rifts open so they can jump through as well. And, like, uh, if they're hit with electricity, like, tasers and shit, they can't jump. Okay. Because, like, the electricity fucks with their powers. So, like, that's what their weapons were. Like, these fucking spear guns, basically, of electricity. Nice. Like, spear gun tasers. So that that was pretty. There was just a lot of I thought really cool action scenes of them just like it's what I like. It wasn't like anything like oh mind blowingly like deep, but like the action scenes were pretty sweet. And like yeah, just and like their powers too is they have um they have to know where they want to go before they they you know go there. Okay. So they would have had to been there or something, or they can I guess use pictures and shit too. So like. I forget what the term was, but they all have this, this like a wall or areas that they go to. 
Okay. And like in Hayden Christensen's apartment, there was just like he had like a secret vault room of just pictures and postcards of all the different all of his different jump points and shit. Nice. And like the other jumper he met, they like stole a car because you can you know jump and teleport certain shit with you as well. Yeah. It takes more power, but like he his his bunker was out in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert. <laughs> he has he was like playing Xbox and like. <laughs> cases of mountain dew in like the middle of the desert running off jennies and shit because he knew like the tele those templars were hunting hunting all the teleporters down to try and kill them because only god can be in one place at the same time nice. or, and, or all places at once only god can do that because it was like religious themed those the bad guys were and like yeah it was just a really fun movie but everyone hated it because of it was hot off of uh I don't remember if it was Attack of the Clones or they, oh, they were just like yeah. hating on Hayden Christensen a lot. I know. There was a time period where it was cool to hate Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that which... was that was the period. And he was kind of douchey in it, not that great of an actor in it. <laughs> but just yeah. the movie itself I thought was pretty dope. And yeah. then, like <laughs> Yeah, the fight scenes were awesome and like uh, are you gonna do you want spoilers in it at all? Or like I mean I actually am kind of curious to watch it, but I don't know if you want to spoil it. I probably won't remember by the time I, I yeah, see it. It'll, so. I'll give you brief spoilers. So like he just, okay. uh, a, he teleports his apartment. Like, he just, like <laughs> you can't like, it was like one of the climactic scenes of like Samuel Jackson, like the main character, like Hayden Christensen was like shot up with these, with the, uh, tasers. Like it was all, he was, he brought it back to like his home apartment. Like his dad hmm. was a drunk. It was, uh, What's that actor? The guy that he played, uh, he was in The Walking Dead for a while. He lost his hand, Merle or whatever. Uh, the brother of Michael Rooker. Oh, yeah, he was in it. He was, uh, Hayden's Christensen's dad. And he was like a drunk when he was a kid. And then, like, when he just disappeared, like, he came back and he was like all sorry and sober and everything. But, like, he eventually, like, came back to that apartment or his. Or the girlfriend's apartment, I think it was, because they were chasing her down. Yeah. And so he, like, got all, like, shot up like Jesus with the tasers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all the taser things, so he was stuck. <laughs> and he just, like, went all Super Saiyan mode and, like, just teleported the entire house and everything around it. And Sam was like, you can't do that. Nobody's been able to do that. You can't teleport that big. <laughs> so he just, like, teleported an entire apartment. It wasn't a house. It was an apartment of a house, so like just so the, like the top corner of a house just disappeared. Oh my <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that was sweet." <laughs> he like fucking super saiyan him, and then he left, and he didn't kill Samuel Jackson. He just teleported him to a cliff in the middle of a desert, like a little, oh. like a like a little That's desert clever. cliff. Okay. And he was like, "No way out." He had nothing there, so yeah. and he was like. He could. He's probably gonna die of starvation, but yeah. they left it open because could be sequels this is not going to at this point uh but yeah left it open because his mom was also a templar oh that's actually a spoiler i don't know if you want to know that <laughs> <laughs> like i mean like i said by the time i watch it i mean i'm more than likely not gonna because usually i don't remember spoilers yeah, i never do um <laughs> five minutes later i yeah, forget them <laughs> yeah but um i mean i'll watch it for hayden christensen yeah so what happens in that at the very end to leave it open is that like you know, he tracks down his actual mother and she, the reason why, like, you know, she left and left him with his dad was because she was a Templar 
And she knew she was going to have to hunt down her son eventually. And then uh, he, like, it's like the last five minutes he goes to her house and, like, his he has a sister as well. And it's Kristen Stewart. Oh, okay. So, like, oh. I thought, so, so they definitely left it open for, like, um, a sequel because she's, like, the last you know, dialogue was, like, well, I got to hunt you down. You better mm-hmm. run now. I'll give you a head start. <laughs> and then it ended. So what are I, we going to do tomorrow? So like, I feel if it did well in the box office, there would have been sequels. But, and I, I would have been up for it because I liked it. It was just a cool action movie. Like, cool popcorn, turn your brain off, sweet action scenes. I mean, it certainly cool sounds like, it sounds imaginative. It sounds yeah. like the people who made it were at least trying to do something a little bit different. You know, yeah. so, I, you know, I I heard about it. I, I know that it's not considered, like, very good, but, like... I don't know. I mean, I think wasn't it directed by? I feel like it was directed by somebody who I who I like as a filmmaker, but I, I don't know. I I could be wrong, but um, it's one of those movies I was I've always been kind of curious about. Like, I was I might like kind of check just because like the concept of it sounded kind of cool. Doug Lyman was the director. Oh, okay, yeah. Didn't he do like? I don't know. He did something Mr. I like. Mr. Smith is Smith. Oh, the Born Identity, the first one. Yeah, but oh, there was something. He did Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. That was that, that was the know. one I was thinking of. And then yeah, I loved Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. No, this guy's pretty. Didn't, cool, didn't he also do Go? I feel like maybe not. Because that's a movie I really like too. But... Not the nice. He's done the Born yeah. Supremacy. He's the one of. <clears throat> oh yeah, he did do Go. Oh okay, yeah, that's a movie I really liked. So okay. Cool. Yeah, right. and in the same vein of just like I'll put it in number five as well, push. Oh, yeah, that one I did see with yeah, like uh, Nicholas Cage, one. right? No. Oh, okay. It's with I think what's his face, Captain America, maybe. Oh, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I saw that one then. It's another like telekinetic movie, except it's not uh, teleporting. It's like they have you put like they can push shit okay. with their mind oh okay i haven't seen that one what was the nicholas cage one? Oh, i was thinking of next I yeah think. yeah that's okay. the one i was thinking of. yeah that one yeah so yeah. push also got pretty shitty ratings but i like it okay. and honestly like i just like that powers of like mental teleporting and telekinesis and shit like that yeah so that's a, that's another i don't remember too much of it but i remember liking it had cool fight scenes and shit as well Excellent. yeah chris evans was in it and dakota Gosh. fanning all right Cool. All right. Jumper. Cool. Well, my number five is uh, Rubber. If any of you have seen that one. I yeah. haven't seen it. I know it. But... No. It's I've seen it, yeah. Killer telekinesis tire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone hates it, but I, I thought it was different. Like it doesn't have like a plot exactly, yeah. But but it was fun. Although the last time I watched it, I was super stoned. So yeah, <laughs> like any movie, good. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I liked Rubber. I mean, I saw it. I saw that one around the same time I saw that movie Troll Hunter, which was also sort of an odd, like high concept kind of thing. And I think I I, I might have even even watched them both in like the same day. Um, but I, yeah, I, I for whatever reason, I, the, those two movies, I, I, I always kind of think of them and I, yeah, I, I, I like both of them. I thought they were both fine. So, 
you know, they're both at least intelligently made. So yeah, I get why people don't like it, but I thought it was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I pretty much I, I get it too, because like I think you know a gimmick like that, you know, can only take a person so far, and if they're not into it really all that much, like. <clears throat> Or or aren't really willing to get into it, and yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. I was just like, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, <laughs> and there's this whole weird subplot of like people watching what's going on with a narration over it. Oh yeah, that, that was, was kind of it was weird, but yeah, that was actually the one part of because I remember that part. That was actually the one part of the movie I didn't really like all that much was. Like I kind of wish that it had just been about the tire and about like what was going on with that, and I felt like the the whole narration part of it, where they're like discussing what's going on, was that was just that was a little overkill for me. Um, yeah, yeah, trying to get too artsy with it. Yeah, like it didn't annoy me that much, but it was sort of like, oh, okay, you know, kind of felt like it was like pausing the movie a little bit. So yeah. <clears throat> So my number four pick, um, I'm kind of cheating a little bit uh, because I couldn't really decide um, between two movies. So my number four pick is a tie between two Robin Williams movies, actually, Toys and Hook. Um, And actually, before, like, I want to say, like, um, there's a weird kind of story. I have kind of a weird history with these two movies. So um, when I was like, I think five or six years old, my dad rented the movie Hook on uh, on video, and for whatever reason, the people at the video store they put the wrong movie in the case, and they put Toys in the case. Which I guess I could kind of see why one would do that because both star Robin Williams and both movies have four letters in their name. So like, um, but when I watched the movie Toys, like I thought it was Hook. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was very confused. And um, if anybody's seen the movie Toys, like it's not really a kids movie. Like (laughs) it was sold as a kids movie, you know, and it was advertised as a kids movie. But it's like it's actually pretty dark. And I I found it absolutely terrifying. It like it was like the first movie I kind of ever saw where there were killer toys in it. And like I've never found like child's play or any of those movies to be scary. I always thought they were kind of stupid because it's like, if it's a killer doll, you know, there's, it's just not scary to me. Um, but for some reason, toys I find scary just because there's something really menacing about the idea of toys, like turning on you, you know? And then I also find, I found like the idea of like toys being militarized, which they kind of expanded on that idea, that idea more in that movie Small Soldiers that came out a few years later. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that idea is creepy to me. The idea that somebody could take something so innocent, like a toy, and make it into a weapon. I mean, that's just that's a creepy idea to me. But anyway, toys, honestly, like, I mean, I'm not going to call it a good movie, but I do love it because um, it is compelling to me, the idea. And then Hook, um, another again, that's a movie I wouldn't say is is perfect. There's a lot of problems with it. The main problem I have with it is Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Like, that's the worst casting. Like, I don't know what they were thinking doing that. It's like the last person I would cast as, a, as, as Tinkerbell. You know, it's ridiculous, you know. Um, and I know it's considered one of Steven Spielberg's worst movies. Um, 
and I totally understand why. I, I think he's made worse, personally, but I do understand why people don't like it. But, I don't know, for me, like, I don't know, that movie meant a lot to me when I was younger. I really liked that Rufio character. Uh, spoilers, I guess. When he dies, um, that all that really, like, blew me away, because that was the first time I'd ever seen a film where a kid actually got killed. Um, and the fact that it was a character that I really liked, that I felt like I could kind of relate to, because he was sort of a odd kind of outcast, and um, but he was also kind of in charge, so to speak, you know. Um, I really liked that character, and so like that aspect of it was, for some reason, like really stood out to me. So, but I really I love both of those movies, even though a lot of people don't. I enjoyed both of those. I only saw Hook when I was a kid. I don't remember a damn thing about it though. <laughs> I just remember it was a Robin Williams Peter Pan movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I honestly it, don't remember a thing. At the, all. <laughs> the concept is pretty stupid because, like, you know, a story like Peter Pan, which is about a kid who wouldn't grow up or whatever, which that's a story that meant a lot to me then and now. But the fact that it's a movie about a character who doesn't grow up growing up, like, kind of defeats the purpose of it even existing in the first place. So, I mean, the, the concept of the movie is, is pretty lame. Um, but I felt like. For a movie with kind of a poor premise, they actually did something pretty interesting with it. So, Robin Williams, I mean, even even if you don't like the movie, if Robin Williams is in it, you he's usually the best part of it. And oh yeah, yeah, I think can't go wrong with him. Yeah, he does a great job. You know. My number four is also a twofer. <laughs> nice. It's uh. <laughs> I'm going to have to go, though, with my boy, the Sandman, Adam <laughs> Sandler. You know, he makes some shitty movies, but you can tell he loves making them. Yeah. Like, he has fun. And, like, and I like him. He's a, he's from, you know, New Hampshire. He's he's, he's a New England boy. I mean, Manchester, you know. Yeah. I just love him. You can't, like, I won't watch most of his movies. Sure, like Jack and Jill, I will never watch. I refuse to watch. <laughs> but, you know, I love, like, one of my all-time favorite movies is Punch Drunk Love. Mm. Like, uh, that movie just, like, his character is me, basically. I just love that movie so much. I, like, was bawling throughout the whole entire movie. Mm. I just I just love Adam Sandler on that as well. He's just like, ugh. It's one of my, like, all-time favorite movies, Punch Drunk Love. But that's not this list because everyone loves it. I love like, that's love a good movie. Yeah. People love that one. The movies I I mean, Click was the general first one I chose because I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't like it. As far as I can tell I mean it was Adam Sandler movie, so it was still, you know, did well, I'm assuming. But as far as like I think where people started turning on him, I think was with Click. Mm. We're like, Oh, that wasn't that funny. Whereas I don't think it was necessarily supposed to be a laugh out loud, hilarious, funny one. It had a lot of like deeper like meanings with all the time traveling and should you do it or not or all this kind of stuff. And like the ending scene was like heartbreaking too. Like he decided to die instead of. Is that how it happened, right? Like he. Well, he dies. Um, but then it turns out to be kind of um like a it's a wonderful life kind of thing where it was like 
it was like a vision of of another sort of reality and then he wakes up and and he's like on a mattress and in the mattress store and he realizes that he has to um sort of embrace the things in his life that are good and he has this vision and it changes him as a person basically yeah yeah i like that one i thought it was a little more touching than most of his i mean that was adam sandler like comedy but it was more touching than many of them Hmm. then the other one i threw in was just (laughs) grown-ups i think that was pretty popular with most of the uh general population because it got a second one but, yeah you know, critically it was panned and everything but i thought it was funny <laughs> i laughed most <laughs> most throughout it like had not much plot but i just it was just you could tell that they were having fun making it because it was yeah. the best part about it was just uh, all those guys they're all friends in real life they're all just giving shit to each other the entire time <laughs> like it was that's all it was really it was just them like shit talking each other the whole movie and it was had good lines and good one-liners and everything like plot was kind of dumb and but yeah good good jokes good one-liners you know funny yeah. laughter at the whole thing yeah um i don't think i saw grown-ups um i was in grown-ups oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah you mentioned that yeah. yeah um yeah i didn't i don't think i saw grown-ups um i did see click um and i didn't like it but having said that i think i do remember when that movie came out it was advertised as a comedy and you kind of touched on the fact that it's that it was kind of exploring more serious sort of ideas and that it wasn't really as much of a comedy as his other movies so i think you know the approach that i had with that movie i went in with the wrong expectations and that i do feel like affected sort of my overall impression of it if i watched it now i might feel differently i know some people really like that movie um and consider it one of his more underrated films um that one and 50 first dates i feel like are the are the two that a lot of people kind of wish uh more people gave a chance to i don't think 51st dates is good because i watched i actually watched that recently yeah twice (laughs) with my girlfriend she wanted to see it she fell asleep but i finished it next (laughs) the next day she wanted to finish it so we restarted it from Uh. the beginning and i watched it again so i watched it twice in a row and it's problematic the whole way through and just i i was uh I don't think it was that funny. <laughs> Overall, yeah. I don't. I don't remember it. So I do, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, click. I don't actually remember very well either. Yeah, now I that I think about it, too it. Much. I, remember I remember the remember ending, but it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number four is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh. I, I mean, people love to shit on Rob Zombie, but. I thought his Halloween was pretty decent. Yeah, I liked his Halloween, the first one. I did too. The first one, not the second one. That's a different story. Yeah, (laughs) I like the first one he made. The second one, yeah, I liked the concert scene a lot. Um, And there were some other, like there were some visual things about it that I liked, but it wasn't as good as the first one. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, I actually, I I liked the remake of Halloween as well. I I mean, obviously... It wasn't as good as the original, but I yeah. feel like um, it was cer- it was a different vision. It was a different approach. Uh, it was kind of a more literal 
interpretation of of Michael Myers um, in that it kind of I guess it kind of makes him into more of a of a, of a believable type of monster rather than a evil all-encompassing you know monster who you you can't get a good re- who's just an empty you know hollow zombie so to speak yeah. um and so the fact that they kind of gave a human element to him um did kind of make me sort of feel more to- like more about the character so yeah and i give the whole a lot more backstory as him as a kid yeah i, I kind of liked that yeah i did too it was um it was kind. Of, it was basically the same thing as the first film, only it was from his perspective, and it gave a background and a history. And also, the the last part of it is quite a bit different too. But yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. So yeah, I like his uh, use of gore in it because the the original doesn't have gore really. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like the remake. It had it had gory scenes, but it wasn't it was never gratuitous, you know. Like it it was like you it was definitely there. You could definitely see it, but it wasn't like over the top blood and guts everywhere, like a lot of horror movies tend to be. Um so it still kinda had the like the subtlety of the violence in the in the original. It was just a more like vicious kind of tone and atmosphere. So cool. Yeah. Good choice. Um, so my number three pick is a bit of a controversial one. Um, it's a movie from the eighties starring Al Pacino and directed by William Friedkin called cruising, which is a horror movie uh, about this, uh, this detective who has to, um, he has to solve these murders that are occurring, uh, within this, um, kind of gay underground S and M community. Uh, it's considered by many to be the most homophobic film ever made. But, so you remember how in the episode um, when I was talking about films that are dated um, and how that can be kind of a positive thing? <clears throat> I felt like yeah. since this movie was made in the early 80s, um, it was kind of still sort of pre-AIDS and um, pre... Like, it it it, it, it was... It took place during a very kind of specific time, and I felt as as a film that sort of explored a a specific culture. Um, I thought it was a very it was it was unique because it was kind of about the way people sort of saw the gay community during that particular time period, which wasn't flattering at all. It was a very ugly, ugly, hideous sort of look at it. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but I do, I do find value in it because it's it's fascinating, you know, um, and that's why I, that's why I love it, you know. Like I said, it's, you know, it's. It, I think that uh, a film can have a, a sort of bad moral core to it, but still have value as well, just in the fact that it's a film made from a perspective that you may not agree with but you can kind of learn a little bit about too just as a way of kind of understanding that perspective you know so whether or not you agree with it is a different story altogether but anyway that's that's my opinion i mean it's kind of a controversial choice but that's my number three so 
one I haven't seen yet. But uh... it just got re-released on Blu-ray. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but it's it's directed by William Friedkin, though, who did The Exorcist and The French Connection, and he also did that movie Bug with Ashley Judd that I really like. So yeah, so yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, my number three is uh, In Time. Did you see that one? No. It's uh, the Justin Timberlake one. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've even heard of it. Do you, I, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Like, uh, it's, it takes place in the future world where people stopped aging or something like I don't exactly remember if it was a drug they took or just some magical event made people stop aging except for uh so then they had to come up with a oh there's an overpopulation problem people are still being born but everyone's not aging and then so there's this thing to even out the uh population which is basically they put a time clock on you and it'll kill you. So that's how. So you can die, but not from like natural causes. So like everyone has like this glowing tattoo on their wrist at all times. It's like an elite. Like it just looks like a tattoo that's always ticking down. And they work instead of for cash. The currency is time. So like you, they're going into like these factory jobs, scanning their wrist bar, and they'll get a couple hours added onto their life, and like. It's like a, a thing of like, oh, the rich have years, decades, thousands of years of life left in them. Huh. It's like a class warfare kind of thing where these poor people are, you know, working these hard jobs, barely getting any hours to literally live like like, you know, not just like feed themselves and food and shit. They actually are dying because time is running out because that's currency Jeez. and they die. That's how they're, you know, curbing the population. And it just gets into this crazy, like, and it's interesting, too, because Justin Timberlake, his mom in the movie is his age. Because it is like, it's like, oh, like she's like, what, 30 years older than him, but he's like the same age. And it's, oh. and it's just, they have like little interesting things like that. And like, you know, but eventually he gets caught up in like, somehow like there was this, just this thing where he got like, there was like this guy there's like this whole underground scene of like people betting. It's basically like, like a arm wrestle. Cause you can, you can transfer time to people with like this arm wrestling technique. And like, there's this betting tech, like uh, underground betting cockfighting where like somebody will drain, like you hold it over and you'll, dr they drain the time out and it's like chicken. Like how long will you go until the time runs out? And then you huh. like flip it back over and then, it's just like a betting of time. So like whoever gets the lowest, whoever comes closest to death will win some time and shit. And he, he eventually like comes into it just a fuck ton of time. Like, I think he just randomly, like he, he sees like some bad guy that was getting like interrogated for a bunch of his time and he just gives it all to him and then jumps out the window. So, ju so Justin Timberlake has just a fuck ton of time on him. So he's like extremely rich now. And like, it's like a dystopian future. So there are, there are gated communities. Like you have to have this certain amount of time to get to this section of the world or this section of the city. 
So, like, you know, he goes into, like, all these high players with people with thousands of lives left. And, you know, it's just about him trying to save his mother who's almost dying. Mm. And, like, uh, and like <clears throat> spoiler, she does. And it's because he's because he's he got a bunch of time. He was trying to get back to her and he's running. He's running. She's and she's like missed the bus that she needed. And like she needed to get back home to get more time off of some bank or something or back to him. And like you see that like they meet in the road and they're running to each other because she has seconds left. But he has a fuck ton. So he has to give it to her. But she like dies right when she gets to him. And she just dies right in his arms. Oh. And it was like, oh, shit. Seconds left. Oh. But, you know, I just like it because it was a high concept, original. Like, a lot of people didn't like it because there's a shit ton of plot holes with just, but I give it the benefit of the doubt because it is fairly high concept. And, like, the things that, like, the the whole arm wrestling thing is kind of, what's what are the rules? What exactly? Because like one of the main things he does kill a dude by doing it and like one of the climaxes like him trying to get out of trouble and shit he eventually kills like one of the monsters playing the game and so there's like just a whole plot plot holes with how this time thing works but i thought the idea was original and it was a you know fun fun little romp and i love justin timberlake honestly as an actor i think he's amazing <laughs> me too um it's called In Time. Yeah, that sounds really trippy. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, but yeah, no, Justin Timberlake's a great actor, though. Um, yeah, okay, I'll look it up. That, I mean, I like I said, I'd never heard of it, so. No, yeah, yeah. That's um, good. yeah. Cool. Uh, my number three. It's a bad movie. I know it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But I I love it because it's bad. Uh. Batman Forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, I gotta say, I mean, because I rewatched Batman Forever not too long ago. <clears throat> Which one is the Forever? Is that, is that with? It's the one with um Tommy Lee Jones and um. Okay. Jim and, Carrey. Um, yeah, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Or, oh, okay, and Uma Thurman too, isn't it? Yeah, Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. Oh well, Uma Thurman was in Batman and Robin. Was um. It? Yeah, I, get, I she, get those two confused. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's the okay. So I was gonna say, I, I, I was gonna say, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Like, I think they're both kind of equal quality. Like, they're right. both bad in my opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a tie for this one then. <laughs> Batman yeah. Forever and Batman yeah. and Robin. <laughs> uh, but but what I was gonna say about Batman Forever because I rewatched it not too long ago, and the opening scene of that movie is pretty dope. I mean, the helicopter fight and all that stuff going on with Two-Face. Like, when I rewatched Batman Forever, I was like, oh, wow, this is better than I remembered it being. You know, at least, like, for the first, like, 10 minutes or so. Um, But then once Jim Carrey, like, shows up, it kind of turns into a Jim Carrey movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones ends up kind of just getting pushed aside. And then, yeah. But, I mean, Batman and Forever and Batman and Robin, like, those... Nipples, the nipple yeah, bat suits. Yeah, the bat suits <laughs> on the bat. Yeah, the bat nipple suits. Um, I mean, those are they're hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed rewatching them. <laughs> I liked them as a kid. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> and one scene that always stuck with me. I don't know why. One scene in any movie that always stuck with me was it wasn't in Batman Forever. It was in, in Batman and Robin. It was when Robin kissed Poison Ivy. 
but he had those plastic lips. Oh, yeah. And he pulled up the muscles, like, yeah. Rubber lips. Kid, I was like, oh, my God. Rubber lips are no match for your charms. <laughs> As a little kid, it blew my mind. Yeah. As an adult, I, was the... like, I just didn't see it not yeah. that long ago. As an adult, I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, it's like, ooh, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, of course and not. Who would? All the Mr. Freeze puns in that one. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. They're awful, awful movies, oh, but yeah. I love them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jill Schumacher, like, he's not as good a filmmaker as people remembered him being. Like, yeah, okay, he did The Lost Boys, and yeah, okay, he did Falling Down, and, you know, but, like, he also did a lot of movies that like really weren't very good, you know, or movies that like could have been good, but like weren't quite good enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually he did that. He directed that eight millimeter movie that I was talking about a mm. few, little while ago with Nicolas Cage and Joaquin Phoenix, which by the way, I should have mentioned that Joaquin Phoenix was the best part of that movie. His performance was really good. And since that was pre gladiator, it's like, Ooh, you know, some young talent before the, his career blew up and he became the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, Joel Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> he apologized, I think for, for Batman and Robin. Yeah. My number two choice is a Sylvester Stallone movie that for some reason everybody I know talks crap about it, but it's called Cobra. And um I I don't know, for some reason I really love that movie and I, and I don't think it's bad like at all. Um, it's definitely over the top. It's, it's definitely like tasteless. It's the one where he has to, he has to do battle with that cult. Did you ever see that one? I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I really, I love the atmosphere in it. I like, I felt like the people who made it, like I felt like the vision behind it was confident. Um, I just think it's a really unique movie and I just, and I don't really know why people hate it so much, you know, but I just remember like, I think I brought it. I like somebody was talking about Sylvester Stallone or something. And I was like, you ever see Cobra? And they're like, Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. That movie is the worst thing ever. I'm like, what? I, don't I didn't think it was that bad. You know, like, I mean, sure. It's no cop land, but not as good as like cliffhanger. It's certainly not as good as Rocky, but I mean, I still really love Cobra. And I, I, I don't know. I think it's one of his most underrated movies. But I guess most people disagree, and that's fine. Yeah, never saw it. Okay. Uh, My number two is uh, Death to Smoochie. Oh. (laughs) I'm sure you guys know of it. Yeah. Yeah, seen it. You guys like it? I love it. I love it. I love that movie. Yeah, that's great. It's great because everybody hates clown characters. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about a movie that has two clowns as the main characters, you know, so it's double the hatred. Mm-hmm. And somehow it it works. I mean, but yeah. Oh, go on. Yeah, when I was doing like looking up some movies and shit, there, like, I just Googled, you know, what movies people love and people 
hate and you love and that was that surprised me that he was on a list of that i was like oh i thought this was an actually good movie but i was looking into it no the, the, the like the rotten tomatoes scores roger and Eber gave like 0.5 stars and oh like fucking, it's real low ratings and everything but i thought it was great and like i heard great things but apparently like people don't like it i thought it was amazing though <laughs> yeah i mean like i tend to sort of judge movies based on whether i feel the people behind them like affect like did made the like uh, how well they they made the movie they clearly wanted to make and i felt like death to smoochie because i think that was directed by danny devito and his sense of humor is is it's pretty deranged like he's into like pretty like messed up humor i mean anybody who's seen or is familiar with his kind of his kind of humor his, his he he likes to make darker, like uglier kind of comedies. Yeah, always sunny. <laughs> oh, perfect example. Yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, it's yeah. No, like he requested to be on Always Sunny because of how fucked up it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a deeply depraved show, but yeah. of course it is though. And Danny DeVito's involved in it, and that's like a match made in heaven. Yeah. So, but Death to Future, Death to Smoochie. I mean, I feel like that kind of fits along the same lines. Uh, just the demented, bizarre, offbeat, and and real vicious kind of comedy, you know? Yeah, yep. I mean, mean-spirited as hell, but I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And speaking of which, I, I, kind of, I feel like Matilda, which was also directed by Danny DeVito, um, fits perfectly in line with his kind of humor as well. It's just... For me, like that's an example of Danny DeVito deciding to make a family movie, you know. And his idea of a family movie is one where a, uh, you know, this um, headmistress of the school can abuse children casually, lock them in, you know, the chokey, and throw them over fences by the hair and all that stuff. I mean, that's his. He he obviously, you know, it's his vision. It's his idea, and of course, it's based on a Roald Dahl novel where the same thing happens. But like. But that's why he chose to adapt it because, like, it made sense to him. So, yeah, yeah, no, Death to Smoochie's great. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Spring Breakers. Oh, that's a good oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I know that was like mismarketed, and everyone thought it was comedy and shit, and ended up hating it. Yeah, but I, I yeah. knew from the director it was not going to be that <laughs> sam <laughs> yeah he makes very he makes harmony Crean. he does uh he might he makes pretty eccentric films and um yeah spring breakers is definitely an eccentric film <laughs> oh yeah i didn't yeah. like it at first so i thought it was kind of down at first but i did come around on it it has the same things, the same kind of things that all of his other movies have. It has the same kind of hypnotic atmosphere, the repeating of phrases again and again and again and again, you know, to the point where, like, it almost becomes like the soundtrack to the movie. I mean, how many times does James Franco's character say, Spring Break, yeah. you know, like, again and again? Like, yeah. he says it constantly. Um, I love this, the, the, um, every time. The, the scene where he's playing at the piano on the dock, <laughs> the random piano on the dock playing the Britney Spears song. Yeah. I, I love that scene that so much. Like, I, like I rewound that scene and watched it like three or four times and then I downloaded the song. Like, <laughs> like, I, I kinda, like that scene made me fall in love with that song. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, no, it's Spring Breakers. Yeah, I, I, 
I knew what it was before I watched it. Like you just said, I kind of knew what to expect. I knew it was going to be like an odd sort of strangely paced, strangely edited film, you know, the yeah. sort of fragmented where it like cuts back and forth between different things going on. And there's no real like sequence exactly, but it's more like sort of episodes, you know, his films tend to be very episodic. So yeah. I still really love the first two. I, I, I love, um, I, I my favorite films of his are his first two films that he directed, the Gummo and, and Julian Donkey, but I love both of those. But I still liked Spring Breakers just fine, you know. So Yeah. Still haven't <clears throat> seen Julian Donkey Boy yet. I think that's one of the only ones that I haven't. It's uh it's very, very weird. Um it's so there's there's times where I like that more than Gummo, and then there's times where I prefer Gummo. Um I think in general I prefer I, I think gummo is the better movie but julian donkey boy though i mean it's it's a pretty ballsy exploration of mental mental illness just because it's very like it's very unfiltered and um raw and it kind of shows like the ugliness of somebody who has severe schizophrenia who isn't getting the help that they need but it also kind of shows like the beauty of it too like he's good at sort of showing the beauty and ugliness and the ugliness and beauty, I guess. You know, so. Yeah. I didn't really like Trash Humpers. I don't know. That one didn't click with me. But. Uh, did you see uh, Beach Bum? I uh, no, I didn't actually. It's got the same kind of vibe as Spring Breakers. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, I think. Yeah, I have it saved. I just, I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Um, but. I do want to see that one though, because I—I mean, I like the idea of it. I like Matthew McConaughey, so. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, the movie he wrote, um, "Kids" from the mid '90s. Uh, well, we don't have to talk about that one, but that's, you know, <laughs> that was that's that was pretty scandalous when it came out. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I admire it. I don't know if I like it or not, but I admire it. <laughs> um. Whose choice? Whose turn? Oh, it's my turn. turn. Yeah. Okay, so my number one choice, and again, this is this will probably be a controversial one. Waterworld. Um. I don't. I don't understand why people hate it. I just don't. I thought. I thought it was fantastic. Um. I would maybe even go so far as to say, it could it might be one of my favorite films. Um, I don't know what it is about it. There's just something about that vision, about that idea that just clicks with me. And I also, I think it's a realistic idea to a certain degree too. Like I, I, I do think that environmental issues and the way things could go, we could, we could live in, in a water world, so to speak. We, we may one day live on, live on sea, you know, I mean, we live on a planet that's mostly water anyway. And so, I mean, who knows as a last resort, that may end up happening one day. And um, and so I just, I felt that the vision behind that, that whole backstory, which one could say the backstory of the film is more interesting than the film itself. Um, I, I thought that that was very compelling. Kevin Costner, I know people crap on him all the time and I get why, because he is pretty much like, I mean, he, he is kind of an egocentric type of guy. He is kind of a he's kind of insane 
you know, I mean, let's just be honest. He's probably one of the most insane actors ever. I mean, why would somebody make a movie like The Postman, for example, you know, which is a post-apocalyptic future about a guy in the United States Postal Service who must deliver the mail by any means necessary? <laughs> it's a ridiculous idea. And the only way anybody could find that to be a good movie is if they can get behind an idea like that. And it's so hard to get behind an idea like that. So, of course, a movie like The Postman is not going to click with people. But <clears throat> Waterworld, you know, I'm just... I, I, It's not so much that I'm surprised by the amount of hate. I'm really more surprised that more people don't love it. You know? Like, I'm, I'm surprised that it doesn't have a bigger following you know because movies like mad max and and films like that that take place in sort of apocalyptic wastelands and stuff those films a lot of those movies tend to tend to have fans but for some reason Waterworld, i just feel like it still hasn't found its audience yet and i just i don't know why you know yeah i don't remember too much of it I've, i haven't seen it in a long time I do know it's it, it's still a stunt show at uh, Universal Hollywood, though. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I only cool. saw it like when I was a kid. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I think I've I've watched it maybe five or six times. I mean, there's just so many aspects of it I love. I think Dennis Hopper is a great villain. Uh, you know, um, I just yeah. Do um, you need Triple Horn, the actress? I mean, she's you don't see her in in stuff like that very often and i thought she was well cast um yeah no i just i i love everything about that movie so and that was number one yeah that's my number one okay uh my number one is an m night shamalong ding dong movie nice <laughs> the happening <laughs> oh <laughs> 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 okay let's hear this okay so i would say this isn't my favorite of the five that i mentioned or anything but i would say this is the more <clears throat> controversial one that you know understandably everybody hated because it is a awful movie but i liked it i'd say liked it not loved but liked it so it's not like you know my favorite of the five but i just loved a i thought it had some creative kills you know, just the suicides that they were doing. It was just, oh, that was fun. That was a cool way to kill yourself. Got some kicks out of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then also just, like, the idea of the planet revolting to kill humans, I thought, is a cool idea. The way he pulled it off was just stupid. Sure. Mm. Like... Didn't really work out. It was kind of plot holy ish. Like, they were still in groups big enough sometimes, and they were fine, but sometimes there were like two of them and they were getting fucked. So, like, there was plot holes with how they were, the plants were killing people, but I thought it was a good idea of, you know, like the planet revolting against humans. And then, and then. My favorite, just my favorite part of it was just Mark Wahlberg's performance. <laughs> like, mm. I, he's not the greatest actor, but he can act. Like, he, uh, yeah, fucking, what was it? The Departed. I mean, oh, yeah, he was great in that. Yeah. He's like, sure, he's shitty in a 
bunch of movies, but he can do really well on a bunch. Yeah, I mean, for every like for every the happening, there's at least like two or three boogie nights. I mean, mm-hmm. it, he I'd say the majority of his roles have been good. So and this is the thing is like I think this is peak Mark Wahlberg in this movie. Like, just he was giving the flattest performance you could ever like. You have to try to do that. I I feel the performance he was giving, <laughs> and I just like everything he was saying. Like it was just hilarious. Like he was saying the most serious things and the most toned down thing. Like what? No, no, what? No, why are you doing this? <laughs> so every like every time he was on scene, I was just on screen. I was just fucking laughing my ass off, <laughs> and then just. One scene that put it over the top for me was when they found that old lady shack in the middle of nowhere, and she went nuts, nutto again, a plot hole. Mm. A bunch of people that were traveling together were fine, but this lady went crazy when she was alone in a house. I don't know why the the plants decided to target her, but not you know these groups of people that were traveling. And then just, she had, I forget what the exact line was, but it was like Mark Wahlberg was planning on killing me in my sleep. Yeah. Drinking my lemonade. No, ma'am. No, we're not. She was like all upset about them taking her lemonade. And she was like, you better not take my lemonade or some shit like that. And like she busted her head through a window and like, 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 I don't know, killed herself with a glass. I think that's how it happened. Like she like killed I can't herself remember, with a yeah. window, I think. And I was just like, <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> Just that old lady going nuts over lemonade. <laughs> yeah. The happening. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the happening, like, I mean, I I was actually kind of into the style it had going on for like the first two thirds. I liked what was going on with John Leguizamo, and and I I thought there were some unexpected sort of aspects to it that you know were were kind of interesting, but. I gotta say though that ending really, really didn't make any sense to me. And um, you know, the thing about M Night Shyamalan, like, didn't it just stop? It just, thing? yeah, it just kind of stopped, and then it just kind of went on unresolved. And then they were like, "Oh, the plants are killing us." But then they kind of said, then they kind of hinted that it might not be the plants, but that it might be something in the wind. And then they just kind of decided that it was the plants, but I couldn't really figure out why. And then they just moved on with their lives, and and then that was kind of just it. And like M Night Shyamalan, like I think really the biggest problem with him is that his visions are just his, his ideas. He's such a divisive filmmaker. I feel like his his ideas are just they're too specific, and he doesn't quite have a solid grasp on how to fully realize them. You know, and I yeah. I think that. And by the way, you're not the only fan of The Happening. The the Roger Ebert, the guy who gave Death to Smoochie a half a star, I think he gave The Happening like three stars oh, out really? of four. Yeah, I think he was actually one of that film, one of the film's only defenders. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, when I watched The Happening, I I had heard that it was really bad, but all of, I mean, I mean, that's, that's by that point, everyone was saying all of nights were it, bad. Exactly, like people were saying that The Village and Lady in the Water were really bad, and I watched both of those and. They weren't that bad, in I my opinion. Lady like, I, I didn't like Lady in the Water, but I didn't think it was the disaster that a lot of people were claiming it was. I just thought it was just a, f- a film that was just too singular, basically. Boring. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, it wasn't. It just wasn't my kind of movie. Um, 
I never saw a village. Either. The village, the my problem with the village is that I I could I figured out what the twist was like pretty much at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and, and I know the twist now, so I don't yeah. really want to see it. So it's yeah, and it's the kind of twist where once you know that that's the way the movie ends, like there really isn't a reason to see it, you know. And unlike, unlike Sixth Sense, where like you can know the twist and then you can watch it and try and figure out, oh, look at that. He's not interacting with that person. Oh, yeah. It's fun to like, you know, <clears throat> see the little twist go throughout yeah. the whole movie. But the thing about The Village, though, is people were talking about it like it was like a, a bad movie. And like to me, like I didn't think the movie was bad. I thought visually it was good. I thought the audio quality was good. I thought it was a well-directed movie. The script sucked. That was really kind of the, the biggest issue with it was that it was That's uh, one of his biggest issues. <laughs> yeah. His scripts are just never really all that good. And like, you know, I watched You should get a writer in there. Like he I has agree. good ideas, I think. Like he has good ideas. He should just get yeah. some fucking writers in with him. He knows how to make a film. He just yeah. doesn't know how to write a film. I mean, I liked Unbreakable and I, I loved li- Unbreakable. Yeah. Unbreakable was good. And I, I liked, liked Split. I liked Split. I haven't seen Glass. I saw Glass. I hated it. Fuck. I know. I, I mean, and and to me, like actually, Glass was probably the most disappointing film uh, of his, in my opinion. Like I would say, I hated Glass more than The Happening, only because oh. that was a bigger disappointment to me personally. This is just my opinion. I heard you know? people liked, not like it wasn't as good as Unbreakable or Split even, but they said it was good enough. Yeah, is what I've heard. Maybe, maybe you will like Glass. Who knows? It's it's just my opinion. You know, I personally thought it was awful, but I I did like Unbreakable and I liked Split. And I I do know some people that like Glass. So who knows? Okay. Maybe maybe you will watch Glass and you will like it. You'll see something in it that I didn't, and we can have a ha- we can have a dialogue. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. But most of its films just they end up and they end up being mostly just kind of dissatisfying for me. You know. Having said that, though, I still thought the happening was really interesting. Yeah. So. Did you ever see Patton Oswalt's rant on how to make Unbreakable a trilogy? No. It's like an older, <laughs> older YouTube video, and he goes into he because he liked he liked Unbreakable, hmm. and he liked tied in all these things that were going on in Unbreakable, and he's like, because he's like, yeah, there's clippings that there are others, and then he made it. He's like, there's this trilogy, there's Unbreakable. I forget what he named him, but mm. and I don't. Th- it didn't go the way he planned it, but his, his would have been better. Like again, he should have just gotten patent on that shit. Like M Night, what are you doing? He had he because like the story he laid out for a because tr- he did lay out a trilogy, and it, it like would have been probably a, a better trilogy. Even though I like Split a lot, honestly. Yeah. And it, but it had nothing to do with his trilogy idea. I also I really like the fact you like the happening. By the way. I don't know why. I just think that's really cool (laughs) for some reason. All right, we on to uh, my number one is Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. (laughs) Okay, Okay. so Star Wars. Yeah, I I know it's it's not the greatest one, but it was like the first one I was able to see as a kid in the theater. So Me too. I really loved it. Yep. Yeah. So did I when I was a kid. Me too. And I, I still love it. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, funny because, like, I when I saw it as a kid, I loved it, but I also enjoyed the first Star Wars, and I was a kid. I didn't know what good movies really were, 
I just thought, ah, oh, sweet, a Star Wars movie that I get to see. Hmm. And then, but like, I've heard people like, I don't know, you like, you know, Jason Manzukis from like, how did this get made podcast? It's kind of the yeah. same idea as this podcast. Where, like, he's mentioned <laughs> that uh, the first time, like, he was he took a girlfriend, like he was like fourteen or whatever when it came out, and he took a girlfriend to it. And he cried uncontrollably at it because of how bad it was. Like, you know, he was a huge Star Wars fan growing up. And, like, no, he was in his 20s. That's what it was because, you know, he's, like, old now. But, like, he took a girlfriend to his, like, 20, in his mid-20s. And he just, at the end of the movie, he said he, like, sat in his car for 20 minutes and just sobbed uncontrollably because of how bad it was, how bad of a disappointment it was. And, like, he's he's hilarious. He's made, he, His story was know a lot more funnier than i'm making it after me when he said like no i i cried i cried because of how bad it was but i liked it i don't know i um i like all the star wars movies except for episode two um so i maybe i'm not the best person to really judge i oh and actually if you if you want to maybe go outside of the trilogy if you really want to know what like my in my opinion, the absolute worst Star Wars anything is it's the Star Wars Holiday Special, but I won't, I'm not going to talk about that because that's I don't think, I don't yeah. That I, I don't yeah. think it counts. I don't think it counts. But at the same time, like I do, I know enough Star Wars fans who are like, "Oh, that was the first appearance of Boba Fett," oh, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, "All right, yeah." So that is what the movie is known for is the first appearance of Boba Fett. But having said that, it's still a piece of garbage. But um. For me, um, episode one, I, I yeah, no, I saw that for my birthday, actually. I turned 10, and I loved, the two things I loved about it the most were the pod race. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's always great. And, it's one of the best things about me, yeah. Yeah, and, and watching it now, like, I still get hyped up on, on yep. the pod race. And then you got the video game. The video N64. game was... Good oh, man. That was fun. I got so good at yeah. that game. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, that's one of the best racing games. And then the other part of that movie I really loved was the was that the 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 fight scene with Darth Maul oh, yeah. at the end. And even though it's not a perfect scene because it cuts away a lot to other stuff that's going on, that which I felt kind of broke up the suspense a little too much. But otherwise, that was an amazing fight scene like that's one of the best fight scenes in any of the star wars films um in my opinion i know not everybody agrees um so i think that there's still value in episode one even though um there are problems with it i mean you know i think objectively speaking most people can agree that the prequels are not great but yeah yeah i will go out on a limb and Rise of the Skywalker is going to have to do something special. Like, something special. Because I think uh, The Last Jedi was the worst Star Wars... Out of all the worst Star Wars movie ever. Like, I just fucking hate... I came out of that theater just like, this. that was that was bad. I was just confused. <laughs> I was just like, this is... That was bad. So, like, I think the prequels are now better than this fucking trilogy. Unless... This newest trilogy, unless Rise of the Skywalker delivers, the prequels are going to be better than this trilogy they've done. The Force Awakens was good, but it wasn't anything mind-blowing. It was just a reset, a good reset or retelling of, you know, episode five or four or whatever. But, like, 
if they have to knock Rise of the Skywalker out of the park to make me think <laughs> that it's better than the prequels. <laughs> that's really, like, <clears throat> the last Jedi was just that bad that it like made the prequels look like a fucking cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I kind of hold the controversial opinion that episode 7 and 8 are fine, but having said that, I should say that I'm not I'm not really attached to any of the characters. I'm not really attached to any of the plot. I'm not really attached to really anything that's going on. I'm really more in it for the action scenes and for me um the last Jedi was was satisfying, um, but you know, I can I can certainly understand why people don't like it because you know the best way to kill a trilogy is to have one movie establish many many things and then to have the follow up basically reverse every single one of those things in yeah. in very specific ways you know almost as a way of just subverting every possible expectation to the point where it becomes the least satisfying movie it could possibly be that's essentially what the the last jedi did but having said that i still think episode two is objectively speaking a worse movie because and and i know that not everybody agrees with me but my feeling is that the the worst kind of movies are the kind of films that that build up and build up and build up and then don't deliver and for me episode 2 was a big long build up to the Yoda fight scene that was which it. to me felt <laughs> yeah. to me that looked worse than Power Rangers I loved that fight I hated scene, it I absolutely I hated it. it I think that was that one scene was better than all of the last Jedi <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love it because because you know Yoda was always a puppet and shit, and but you always you knew he was one of the most powerful Jedi in the universe. Yeah, but you never got to saw him fight because he was a friggin' puppet. Yeah. So in Attack of the Clones, when you actually saw him like whip out his skills, flipping around, doing all crazy shit, I thought yeah. that was dope. I thought it was cool, and I was watching it. I liked it. I liked it when he did it in the third movie. I thought that was yeah. great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I, I, you know, I respectfully disagree, but I think that I, I did like the idea of it. I liked that it was kind of like, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like a, like a Jet Li movie a little bit. Um, the flips and how he was maneuvering. And I, I liked it. Yeah, and it made sense because he's a tiny little dude. So he would like be able to do some crazy flipping and yeah. acrobatic shit. I loved the idea of it. I just thought personally it, it looked looked like garbage, but. I don't know. I, it's possible that since I since I, I think also part of it was that a lot of people were raving about it as being this amazing fight scene. And so I think maybe the hype might have killed it for me. But I don't know. But every time I watch episode two, because I've re, I re, I've rewatched those films many, many times. And, oh, I have. And I don't know. Every time I watch episode two, I still just can't get behind that scene. I don't know why. I, that was my favorite scene. I was waiting for that because I loved Yoda in the yeah. originals. Oh yeah, Yoda's I always, awesome. I always wanted to see him fight, but I knew like I was smart enough to know that I had a puppet yeah. fighting. That's not going to be all yeah. that cool. <laughs> finally, CGI. It, we got to see Yoda fight. Yeah. It was cool to see him fight for the first time, yeah. and you know, we're just cheering like yeah, yeah. <laughs> whipping out his saber for it's like oh, it's going down, yeah. and it was satisfying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about Star Wars, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get some clicks. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so, anything else you guys want to throw out? I think... 
I don't think so. Okay. Uh, one of my honorable mentions was you mentioned Small Soldiers. Mm. <laughs> I liked that movie when I was a kid. That was good. I don't. I, I think it. I think people hated it though, but I like. I don't. I don't actually remember the, if it was popular or not. Mm. But I think that was one I wrote down for an honorable mention. I think a lot of people sort of wrote it off as a Gremlins ripoff, which I don't know how it's a ripoff because by the same friggin' director. But whatever. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um. I saw it more of a <laughs> adult Toy Story. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's yeah. the reason. It's a dreamworks you know it's kind of like the um counter which at the time yeah exactly (laughs) it was sort of like their response to toys toys toy toy soldiers or toys toy story not toy soldiers toy story toys toy soldiers is a different movie um which actually toy soldiers that's i'll talk about that in another episode but um small soldiers uh yeah that's that was dreamworks response to toy story back when dreamworks was actually cool you know (laughs) you know so um i'd say let's see honorable mentions um i like anaconda i know um it had ice cube Cube. jennifer lopez john boy eric stoltz and had some other people in it. Um, oh, Deep Blue Sea was the one with LL Cool J. Yeah. I love, oh, oh no, that was uh, yeah, that was LL Cool J and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah, that was that's another honorable mention, I think. Yeah, and people Thomas Jane. Shit on that movie, but I, I fucking love it. <laughs> no, Deep Blue Sea and Anaconda. I think both of those are great, yeah. and um, they're best, both. That, I think uh, Deep Blue Sea is probably the best death scene in any movie, maybe ever. That was good. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that, was, I mean, that made me love the movie. Honestly, when I was first watching, I was like, okay, this is fine. You know, whatever. Shark the... movie. And then that death scene, I was like, oh, I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> oh, man. I watched Deep Blue Sea so many times. Yeah, I did too. When yeah. it came out, I used yeah. to quote it. You ate my bird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. Oh, it was like, it wasn't the first thing. It was like, it was that joke of, you know, pissing into the wind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always use that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. Anaconda, though, like, I just like the idea of people going to the Amazon and having to do battle with a crazy poacher and a giant snake. I don't know why. I just love that idea. Yeah. And personally, I think it'd be more dignified to get killed by the snake than to get killed by the poacher, who does end up killing one of the characters. He kills the Carrie Wurr character with his with his legs which is like the worst way to die oh my god I'm like oh <laughs> talk about humiliating john boy crushing you with his thighs that's I mean, awful i saw that when i was a kid too and i remember liking it yeah that's yeah. good. good um what are some other honorable mentions i liked uh, wild wild west honestly <laughs> when i saw it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that one it was actually you know one thing i will say about wild wild west was um i watched that the same day that i saw um dudley do right <laughs> which is also considered like a really bad movie um but i liked dudley do right because i had just seen wild wild west and i i really hated it like really really bad <laughs> And in comparison to Wild Wild West, Dudley Do Right seemed like a good movie. I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd find it intolerable. But at the time, it yeah. But Wild Wild West, I think I think what disappointed me about that one the most was um, because I was familiar with the show, 
and um the show like the the original television series was really cool it was really interesting it, it, i actually would consider it a little ahead of its time because it was almost like a western sort of james bond it, but it was like playing into that in like a really cool way mm-hmm. and so then when they made the movie hollywood decided to add like a giant spider the they cut off kenneth Branagh's legs made him a spider right he like a spider <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was definitely, and also I didn't really understand why they cast Will Smith as James West, considering that like it takes place during like the slave times, oh, right. and yeah, I didn't even put just, that together. <laughs> well, like the thing is, like <clears throat> I don't mind if if they like are doing that and there's a reason behind it and stuff, but to like not acknowledge it at all or to. I mean, or to kind of acknowledge it, but or play with it or whatever. I just felt like it was a little mishandled. Like they could have done something more with that. I feel they could have just thrown off that it's in a different universe-ish because yeah. you're talking about giant ass spider things. That's like, true. That were coming out in the West, nah. Yeah. So like I could understand that maybe it's in a different universe where slavery wasn't a thing or something. I mean, you're totally right. You 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 make a good point. Um, and the guy who directed it. Um, he's also the guy that did Men in Black, and I think that like um, the hype from Men in Black might have sort of affected Wild Wild West, um, just okay, yeah. publicly speak, like the public perception of it. One little scene I liked in it was that when they're in that trap with the things around their neck. Oh yeah, I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah, like the, ra- the the razor blade. I just thought that was one cool scene of them trying to like outrun the razors in the cornfield and like. Oh yeah, I just that thought cool that was idea. a whole cool sequence. <laughs> yeah, Selma Hayek was in it too. Yeah, the way they, they defeated it, they just fucking jumped at each other into a cliff and dropped, and the razors yeah. smashed in midair. Like ah. And then doesn't wasn't cool. them sneeze afterward. They get like stuck in mud and like those necklaces are magnetized. So they're like stuck. They're stuck to each other. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And then also there's that awkward scene where you see Will Smith's genitals for like a split second. (laughs) Which is, I mean, it's one of those like pause it and like kind of moments and you'll see it. But like. I don't know, only a weirdo like me would do that. So I guess I shouldn't even I shouldn't even brought it up actually to be honest. <laughs> no. It's in your uh it's in your letterboxed review. I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, I think I said what did I say? Yeah, you, you said add a star if you like Will Smith, add another if you like Will Smith's balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's my opinion of Wild Wild West. Yeah. If you like Will Smith and you like his balls then it's worth watching. But if you just like Will Smith, I guess it's worth watching too. Um, I don't know. I actually haven't seen it for a while, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll maybe if I'm bored, I'll rewatch it. <laughs> just yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Do you have any honorable mentions, or you pretty much um, or anything that comes to your mind, like? Uh, you mentioned Thomas Jane. I like his Punisher. I know oh, a lot of people good. hate that. Oh uh, yeah, I like that one. That one's lot, all right. Actually. Yeah, I think I just didn't really like John Travolta in it. I think that was the main thing. It was like, yeah, wasn't really much of a villain. I thought. Did you see the short of it? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, the short was really awesome. I don't think I saw that. 
it's like dirty laundry or something like that was called it was with thomas jane too right still yeah yep was it did it, it came out like it's a test was it a tester or was it like just like i think it was straight just, up short i think it was a fan thing uh, i'm not sure that was a while ago I haven't seen that. It's really good, yeah. Yeah. I like the so, I like the character, the Punisher. It's like a four mm-hmm. minute short of the Punisher. Yeah. It's really good and cool. Nice. I like that. Yeah. John Travolta, by the way, like I'm curious to see his new movie, The Fanatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fred Durst's movie. Yeah. All over like, the internet. I'm <laughs> I'm curious. I have I you know, I you know me. I mean I tend I don't like to read other people's thoughts or opinions on it before I see it. Um, or before I see really any movie, but I I have heard that it's considered bad. But I yeah. I don't know. I'm still curious to see it. I'm curious. Just <laughs> yeah. <how it> looks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it's on Amazon or something. I don't know. I I might I might watch that this week out of curiosity, <laughs> just because I, I'm gonna end up seeing it inevitably anyway. I mean. Just because it just sounds so ridiculous and insane, you know. And I'm just, I'm also curious because John Travolta, he had an autistic son who passed away several years ago. And so then in this movie, I guess he plays a character who has autism. And I'm just, I'm I'm intrigued to see sort of his, I don't know, I'm, I'm intrigued to see his performance. I really am, you know. So, but anyway, that's... Yeah, that's what John Travolta is doing lately. But it's a it's a bummer that last year he was in Gotti, which was considered one of the worst movies of last year, and then he was in The Fanatic this year, which is considered one of the worst movies this year. So John Travolta as an actor hasn't had the greatest of luck lately. It's kind of a sad thing because you know for somebody who's actually done some decent work in the past, it's like oh man, yeah. It seems like he's gonna go down the route of straight to streaming soon. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's, oh well, I don't know. I'll still see it though. And I, I did see Gotti, by the way, just out of curiosity. And yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> so. All right, cool. So nice. I guess that's it. So, all right. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good day and salutations. See ya. Like and subscribe. Yeah, smash that like button. Please.